0: Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we are going to be talking about oppression, victimization, and all the things which come with it. Warren Drew, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very fine, thank you. Uh, where do you want to start off? I mean, the first part of this video is kind of your idea, so uh, I'll let you lead this part of the discussion.
1: Oh yeah, well, well we decided to do this because I was, <laughs> Josh has a bunch of conservative following inside of school. And <laughs> inside the school and it's grown sort of cultish and it sort of makes me feel uncomfortable because they are somehow they're they're very radical in the sense that they're they're just as ideological as certain like far left extremes. And it seems to me that when when I asked Josh, like, gosh, gosh, what's happened to these people? (laughs) What happened to your conservative following? Josh like, well, it's because that somehow they they're so oppressed by by leftist ideology to use that phrase uh in, inside school because everyone no one disagrees with them which makes them feel very somehow special but also victimized which enables them or which fosters this environment in which they can then they can become more and more ideological or they feel justified to do what Justified to to hold the views or to hold their views uncritically because because they're they're, they're victims basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I would agree with you in the sense, and I think that essentially, I think what we observe is actually a very big issue. I think it's, it's the idea that oppression always leads to extremism or um, victimization, and I don't necessarily think that. It's um, a very, I think it's a negative thing, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that this group of people are a bad or anything in that sense of the word, because I do think that they're generally very, very good people. But I think that it's unfortunate. And I think that this is one of the real effects is that people don't necessarily understand what exactly the harmful effects of just dismissing people's views a priori without actually thinking further about their actual beliefs and the arguments for the belief, no matter how crazy it might appear to you there is a huge danger with just saying, oh, um, that view is wrong, that view is wrong, without telling any why or any discourse. And the moment that kind of problem arises in your society, it will naturally lead to extremism on both sides.
1: Yes, I agree. There's a certain there's a that I observe inside school, I think. And that's when, especially amongst so science teachers, you know, and I, once, once one encounters a topic such as Climate change, or sort of vaccines, vaccinations, or anti-vaxxers, they, there's this immediate contempt it, it feels to mm-hmm. me, and as a dismissing, a contempt, a dismissing, and a ridiculing of anyone who disagrees with them, and it it makes me uncomfortable. Not that I I, I don't think climate change does not exist, or I'm against vaccinations. I just got facts after my mom came back into Hong Kong. But it's just that it, it it seems to me that when when they do this, when they have this immediate contempt, they're they're just making things worse. And they, they're not trying to understand. They're directly labeling. It, it seems to me that there, there are reasons why people don't want to get vaccinated. And those reasons and you can't just use a sort of vaccine mandates to force them <laughs> instead one one has to first find i think mean, one has to first have to find faults within oneself and for me the problem is on both sides whenever you see another side as just completely wrong without trying to understand the reasons and this leads to this polarization and a victimization on both sides it feels to the left that well, they're the victims to, to the ideology of the right and to the rights that's the, the victims to the e- ideology of the left.
0: And I, and I like to say in defense of these people who feel victimized, it is very, very difficult to not feel victimized. I mean, if you look at the comment section on some of my videos, you'll like to say like, it's you, you, like people tell me that you're a genius, that you haven't jumped off the side of the building yet or something like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, yes, that might be a bit extreme, but I mean, it's clear that some people are generally not really in the right mind when it comes to dealing with these quote unquote controversial issues, when I don't think they're controversial at all. But, but I think that essentially what we do see is is that the moment you feel or the moment that you're dismissing other people's opinions, it makes them less valued as a human being. Or at least you, you're in some sense dehumanizing what they are, making them very easily to fall into, well, you're not a human. Therefore, you're either a monster or you're a god or you're something above them. And, and it's that idea, well, what way do you choose? which makes it a very huge problem because if they choose to be a monster, naturally that monster mentality becomes extreme. And if you say, well, I am the king, I am the the lion, which goes beyond it, then it leads to extreme arrogance. There's not necessarily a way, a very easy way to go beyond these things without falling into the extreme, either being extremely arrogant in your beliefs, which I don't necessarily think is the right answer, or falling into this extremism, excessive extremism, which is unfortunate, but I don't necessarily think that there's a very easy solution to the situation apart from just completely detaching yourself from these ideas in the society, which I think we have done arguably quite well. Perhaps you have done it a bit better than me. In fact, I've been helping you by responding in (laughs) silence to most stuff.
1: (laughs) I think it's just because one one can be extremely disillusioned. But uh, (laughs) I think your discussion leads wonderfully to the quote that sort of inspired of our exchange. It's it's that very famous line, uh, famous aphorism, tagline that uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And here power can be a certain power belief in, in one's ideas or an absolute belief inside one's ideas. That one's idea is powerful, absolutely. And no one can question it because it has this intrinsic power. And once one, once one gives this divine status uh, to, to one's ideas, then one <laughs> one becomes corrupted Whilst, at the same time the corollary to corollary to this absolute power power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely is that power does not only corrupt people in power but it also corrupts the vict- victims of the power so it's this two way two way relationship and we can we can also talk about a bit about this victim culture it's like you you, you have you want to tell everyone that you're oppressed, you're a victim, for, for whatever reason. And by, it seems to me, by, by telling other people that you're a victim, you're corrupting them. Because once you're a victim, everything you do is justified, everything you believe is right, and you become less a normal human being who can think normally than just a victim who who should be privileged. And I don't think it's good for human beings to... to to be seen as a victim no matter how goo- much one narrative. believes that, that mm-hmm. you can start.
0: <laughs> no, no go ahead go ahead i I, <laughs> I i thought you ended but then it turns out you you had more to say go ahead my friend <laughs> you know, i, I had
1: like a side thought I'm like no matter how much you think that's how much it stands on sympathy this sort of victimhood posture. Mm-hmm. because some people are, are victims of, of certain forces but <laughs> yeah. it's all victims in that they're, they're contingent forces inside life that just pushes us one way and another but to see oneself as a victim which we call other people victim is our solution to the problem. It corrupts us.
0: I think that that is a very interesting idea and I think that there's two ways we can look at victim culture. First from the individual level, the, the personal interaction as view, viewing yourself as victim and the other problem about viewing others as the victim. Perhaps we could talk about viewing others as a victim first because I think that that is perhaps is the most kind of ex- like the explicit kind of version, and I think that that's something which is very interesting because I think oftentimes when people uh, use or turn to saying, "Oh, this person's a victim; you have to care for them." Actually, what they're actually doing is that they're not actually helping the cause themselves, but they're actually propagating even more hate towards the groups if, implicitly. Because if someone says, for example, that "Oh, uh, this person is um, is uh, a target of racism" or something like that, get it? Like that's bad. But if constantly someone says, oh, this person is uh, targeted by racism or like, um, I don't know, Chinese people are targeted by racism. People steal their food. People, um, people uh, beat them up in the streets. These are Asians. Mm -hmm. Please go help them. Like, what exactly is the narrative underneath it? Asians are weak people who cannot protect themselves. Like, that is the underlying narrative behind your so-called you are a victim. It's kind of like um, the pro... Like the feminist um, guy who says, oh, women are the people we need to protect. We need to help them a lot. We need to um, support them. We need to do all of this. Yes, that's a good thing. But at the same time, what is that telling you about women subconsciously? That saying, well, a woman is a weak person who needs protection, is dependent on other people's help," which actually goes completely, which is actually the antithesis of what the feminist movement or the the support of the Asian movement are, right? And I think that that is definitely a problem of the, of the public eye of victimization.
1: Well, the position of the sympathizer, mm-hmm. in some sense, who who sees victims everywhere is is, is extremely patronizing. Mm-hmm. Because when you're yeah. saying you're mm-hmm. a victim, they're basically saying that, well, you're not, I'm better than you mm-hmm. because, because you're a victim and and mm-hmm. I, I need to help you because, because I'm, I'm better. And it seems to me that when you have this, I think "quote unquote" white men's burden, where where everything, every single fault is is, is mine. You're asserting your dominance in some sense and saying, "Well, there's uh, just to use Asian Americans. Like, there's discrimination against Asian Americans. It's all uh, yeah. it's all white discrimin discrimination from white people, white males. Then, and if you're a white male and you're saying that, and you're saying, "Well, I'm guilty. I'm absolutely guilty." What you're basically saying is. You're, you're, st- you're putting yourself on a universal position, looking down at everyone else who you deem as a victim. And I find that extremely patronizing. That's why I really hate sort of movies that that is explicitly about race. You know, it, it just seems to me, it seems to me, it, it irritates me a lot, a, a ton, mm-hmm. in fact. It's like, because, how should I phrase this? Because the very fact That you have to purposefully cater your movie towards my group or some other specific group is is just a patronizing act. What you're saying is, well, I pity you. And now I'm going to help you by making this stupid movie (laughs) that is with an all Asian cast. It just (laughs) it doesn't rub well with me.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like saying like, you know, those things which says kind of affirmative action some sense where they're saying, oh, this guy, oh, look at this all of Asian class. Oh, we worked so hard to make it such that this entire group of people are Asians working together. We finally got some woman onto the CEO board. This is very good. It's 50-50. Then the moment you think is like, well, well, did these people get onto the board because they're women? Did they just give them the jobs because they felt that they, the woman couldn't get the jobs themselves and were completely helpless? Or did they go do it just because they wanted to please other people? I think that that is a very weird and a definitely something which develops your point. And I think that ties into what irritates me the most is when people post like, oh, uh, Asian lives matter, Asian Americans, let's support Asian American stuff on their Instagram. I'm like, yeah, like I get it. You guys want to share awareness, spread awareness about these problems. Yes, that is a thing. But at the same time, like it's like, do you really think that posting one of these, these like obvious things on your Instagram is actually going to help change anything in the world? It's like, like people posting a black screen on like Black Lives Matter, that Blackout Tuesday thing like two years ago. I have nothing against the, the entire situation. I have, like I have sympathies for the situation. But, but there is this idea that if the only thing you're going to do is post a black screen on your Instagram account, but do nothing else. You've done nothing for any of the problems that you're claiming to support at all. In fact, I think that it just heightens or illustrates a point that People are doing it more for show than actually for the actual wanting to help out the people themselves.
1: Oh, I think George Orwell, in like the 1950s, wrote this wonderful comment. Like he looked around him. He got he was he was a sort of leftist, right? He's like, "Well, I, I see all these university professors around me who shout for reform." And he's like, "It's as if the, they're hoping that the more they the, the more they advocate reform." The, the slower reform will come it's as if it's it's this very act of saying i i want change without doing anything that slows down any any real change There's a certain it's, it's sort of masturbatory in some sense <laughs> that you're just you're just doing it for for your own pleasure instead of actually helping other people and this is the and and to tie back to our what we're discussing today, what you're doing when you're, when you're posting these things to, to to try to help is that you're harming the very group that you're helping by turning them into a victim. And exactly, by turning them into a victim, you're saying, mm-hmm. well, I condone everything you do and whatever you do is right. What you're saying is you have no chance, you're, you're, pre- you're stopping them from improving themselves and you're treating them as a group instead of as an individual and this is the problem with being a victim or being and a, a person with power you become less a person than than an icon or a group
0: now, but I think to develop your point about the posting there's this idea of you know how in the there's this idea that of canned laughter when you're doing something you're making something else do your action for you right I forgot what exactly is the terminology he uses for it But there's a similar thing going on with people posting on Instagram or these medias about the thing. It's like, I post this story on my Instagram. That story is fighting against racial injustice for me. And I don't need to do anything. I can do whatever I want behind as long as that story is there, fighting for racial injustice for me. Yeah, it's
1: basically performing for the big other. And (laughs) I think the most interesting thing about Lacan is that you need a big other to enjoy yourself. It's exactly, it's this enjoyment after you sort of done your duty it's like okay now behind the big other i can finally enjoy myself after i've showed him that i've I'm, i've done this and that and that and this is the kind of enjoyment i feel that people get when they when they post these these posts
0: mm-hmm. i think that is perhaps best illustrated by the person who posts these posts and then after that, and for the big other, then goes home and then like switches the tabs and then go turned on like violent, brutish pornography or something like that. And then they're like, well, I'm a feminist on one post. But on my next tab, like, you know how you like flick through the tabs on the other tabs. Like, I am not a feminist at all. I, I want to oppress women. I think that that is exactly what we see with these kind of personas or this kind of doing it for the big other. And I think that, that is definitely a problem which we do see in the victimization. But that's I don't, true. Although in Never terms of it.
1: violent, in terms of violent pornography, I think it, it's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But the kind of attitude that you have towards it—it's like saying every single violent pornography is it is an oppression of women—is it just patently yeah. false? I
0: agree with you
1: on that one. What is going nuts? on near you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> the police is coming over, to arrest friend. <laughs> but you. Know, what it does is exactly the mechanism that we were describing before we're mm-hmm. saying a oh, women are so fragile that they, mm-hmm. they can't take anything so we have to protect them mm-hmm. to the for to towards anything inside the real world and it, it really just pisses me off to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and i think we could now turn to uh the discussion about um the personal victimization because we talked about just now the victimization in relationship to the other and the people around you but what exactly do you think are the problems of victimization when you kind of make yourself the victim instead of making someone else the victim?
1: When you make yourself the victim, <laughs> you can cover up anything you do. You <laughs> think you're right all the time. And what happens is, whenever something goes wrong in your life, the first thing that you do is not to reflect on, on what you've done wrong but just on the victimization of the oppression of the world towards you and what this what this leads to is a lack of introspection and a lack of growth a lack of per- personal growth when you're a victim everything you do is justified then, then you don't have to change anymore but all of us have flaws and all of us need to, need to change and to improve so a personal victimization is the best way to to stop oneself from from being a victim or to empower oneself.
0: I think that idea is very interesting. And and it's idea, I think, ties perfectly into the idea of taking responsibility. The moment you say you, you become the victim, and this is not to say that people are not the victims. I think people are sometimes the victims. But by making that victim a part of your identity instead of just a fact about how people interact with you, then makes it such that you can then lose that kind of personal responsibility for everything you've done. For example, like when I got like racially insulted in America, if I just went around and saying, oh, I'm the victim now, let's do everything on my terms. Oh, and now I don't you know, take responsibility for everything I do because now everything can be reduced to my social, racial, uh, racial background. Then what immediately happens is that, well, I could do, as you've said, justify almost everything in my life and I don't take responsibility for the individual factors. And sometimes the individual factors are completely out of your control. You could take Macbeth. His wife is a... Is an insane psych- uh, psychopath. Like Lady Macbeth is not the nicest person, and Macbeth probably never knew that she was a bad person until she heard the prophecy. She, I mean, it's not completely his fault, but he could say, "Well, I am a victim of a brutish wife." But clearly, that's not how we read Macbeth. Macbeth does have responsibility for his actions. I think that that is similar to our our interaction with um with the with uh, the victim mentality. Is that even if even if, yes, at times you are being oppressed, at times you are struggling, you also still have to take responsibility and not let that victim mentality be part of your identity. And I think that that's very important.
1: And also for me, once you're a victim, it's 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 linked with the personal responsibility part. You easily fall prey to, to ideology because what ideology does is it paints a basically one-sided view of the world that helps to explain everything. And what what thinking oneself as victim does is exactly to fall prey into a certain ideology of saying, yes, my victim status explains everything, it explains everything that goes wrong inside my life, and I don't have to do anything else. And once <laughs> one falls prey into ideology, then it's it's not a good place to be. And to tie back to what we said before, once you treat other people as a victim you're you're basically brainwashing them Mm -hmm. into an ideology just as you're brainwashing yourself into an ideology the more you repeat this this victim narrative i definitely
0: agree with you on that on that note and i think perhaps is there anything else you want to pursue in this discussion or or do you think that could be the end of our short video i think that
1: could be the end of our short video
0: I hope you've enjoyed this video. Like always, if you enjoyed this content, make sure to like and subscribe. I hope you've enjoyed these shorter videos as well alongside our longer biblical series together. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon and God bless. I'll see you in the next video. Thanks for watching and I'll see you soon.